Tomorrow, I'll invent those blueprints. Tomorrow, I'll stop. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Corey. And my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? And welcome back to Tomorrow How, people. What will we do tomorrow? What will we do today to achieve your creative dreams? I'm Corey. That's Kirk. And we have a special, special guest in the studio today, Mr. Christopher Pogue. What's going on, uh, man? Hey, you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Still a little spooked out. Well, I'm like nervous now because of the conversation we had just before we got into this interview. Yeah. <laughs> so I might be quiet for a little bit because I'm just like, my heart's pounding right now. Like, it, oh it literally God. is. You, Kirk, you jump scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I got nervous and everything, and you know I'm, I'm still healing, so it's just like, yeah. you know. Like, so I, sh I shouldn't set that as my background then? <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. I mean, no. whatever. Why don't we share with the people what we were talking about? Um, yeah. Chris, yeah. What, what were you describing to Corey before we started recording? <laughs> Um, that I recently visited the lovely city of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. Yeah, that's where that's where you vacation. Hell yeah! Shout out to Cleveland. Of everything, and uh, <laughs> we visited this cemetery um, that has uh, this pretty infamous headstone called the Hazarot Angel. Mm, just the name. Is a, a bronze angel that over the years was meant to look like it was crying because of the wear and tear of bronze and the elements and it's mm. uh it's spooky it's definitely the one of the scarier looking headstones i've come across in my yeah. spooky uh, travels straight up freaky <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did not like that um i liked it it's it's very well done but it's just it's nightmare fuel yeah oh um, for sure yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just started to sleep through the night like a young <laughs> like a young child. <laughs> like that, you know, and then now now I'm gonna wake up and just start screaming. <laughs> you yeah, know, imagine this thing like overhead, just like watching me, just crying tears into my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's, no! the, the Hazarot was like the family name too. Hazarot. The actual name of it is like uh. is like scarier. Oh, why? No, why? Like, uh, hold on. And oh, <laughs> Corey's going to have to break out the nightlight. Oh, I will, man. That's why I should have picked up when I was at Target today. I got like a plug-in uh, air freshener thing because I needed it. It's it ripe in here. Um, I've been, I've just been stewing in my own soup for like the past couple of days, like healing up. So uh, <laughs> so I got a nightlight too, but I didn't know this was going to happen. So yeah. The actual, very name, prepared. Uh, the actual name of the headstone is called the Angel of Death Victorious. Oh. Damn. Oh. <laughs> All right. Death Victorious. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> he's, like, cool. he's like, you think that's a bit much? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, nah, it's good. I'm like, no, no, it's perfect. Nah, it's fucking metal, man. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, put it up. <laughs> Build it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's that's like uh, I don't know if I ever told you about this, um, or either of you, honestly. So, huh. outside of the Denver International Airport, there is a immense. Uh, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? The uh, fucking blue stallion with the red eyes. Uh, and then there's like all the weird, like uh, like uh, Freemason and like Illuminati stuff in the oh, air. Yeah, for sure. But here's the thing about that stallion statue. Uh, it killed the guy that created it. It fell on the sculptor. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, it fell on the sculptor and his family was like, well, no. put it out there. It's like it was his it was his last work. <laughs> put that shit out there. That's their mindset rather than no, this is this is a cursed thing. Yeah. <laughs> like unbelievable. Dude, it's it is spooktacular, especially when you go out there at night and the eyes are all lit up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So weird. What do you mean it killed him? <laughs> it, it, I mean, what? it's a gigantic metal. It's like a 20 plus foot tall Mustang or Bronco oh or whatever the hell God. it is. And he was working out in the studio and apparently it like was not secured properly and it fell on him. I'm never going to sleep again. Like you realize that, right? Like it's, it's, 
That was terrifying. Like, as soon as you mentioned Denver Airport, I just, like, fly. Because I've been there a few times. Mm -hmm. And it's a weird fucking place, guys. It really is. I'm not going to censor that. Like, it's a weird fucking place. And, uh, like, my friend Nick talks about it because he's he's currently living in Colorado and all that stuff. But he's going to be moving here to Austin uh, very soon. And uh, he's like, oh, yo, Denver Airport is so crazy. And, like, I watched, like, things on it, like, on other, like, YouTube stuff or whatever like that. Because here's the thing. I, I like scary stuff. Um, I didn't when I was a little kid. I eventually like was like, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. But like the real life like stuff that goes on though behind that is actually really, really unsettling. So like stuff like that where you're, like your artwork killed you. <laughs> like I'm never working on a big ass sculpture. Like it'll fall on my ass. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I might have like a piece of like marker paper come up and just slice my throat one time. Just like look at the. And it just like bleeds out onto it and you know someone just like buys it because they're just like oh I like creepy like fucking shit like that and then a haunter ass like I, I had it hanging up behind me. So. <laughs> yeah. It sounds I, like a what's it called? It sounds I, like a rejected goosebumps story. Oh it probably is. I feel um, like that's a little dark though. Nobody really yeah. like did they die in Goosebumps? Well, I guess those, they did. They did. those first couple ones, like Welcome to Dead House and stuff like yeah. that, those were those were pretty uh, pretty creepy. You become like I a goosebumps I... ghost, so it's like you know, yeah, it's not it's that like, bad, right? Like Still say cheese and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, uh, yeah. the one with the mirror, where the kid gets trapped in the mirror and his reflection takes over his life. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, oh my... that's actually a really like deep metaphor that Arl Stein dropped on these children. Mm-hmm. Serious hell. Yeah. Dude, there were there were a few good ones, and then there's like there a lot of good ones. There's a living, you know. There's SpongeBob goes ape shit under the sink, and oh my god, yes, family. yes, yes, yes. I do like that one quite a bit. Um, because it's like that's just silly, you know. Yeah, that's silly. It's not yep. very harmful. Um, that one, like uh, I forget which exactly which one it was. I think there's like a kind of like a lighthouse ghost type of thing going on, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a creepy one. Uh, because it's like it seems the most like you know, related Possible. to, like, life and shit. And I've seen a ghost yeah. before, so I'm just saying. Same. But, and then, yeah. yeah. Now, that was not fun. All right, hold, hold on. We can't, we can't move Okay, on. we can't go all, yeah, we can't, what, what? No, oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Let's, Pogue, what's your, I don't think I've ever heard your ghost story. Yeah, let's hear that. I've already so, told mine, like, at least okay. two or three times already. So, so, it depends on, like, I'm still on the fence for, for a lot of my sightings, only because I either have, just sleep paralysis or i actually do have i see like and this is no exaggeration i wake up three to four times a week seeing shadow people by my bed Mm. or like faces right right near my face it's again it's not long but it's long enough to scare the shit out of me oh yeah so but paralysis but i i don't i don't know but an actual the most i don't know the I was staying, me and my friend were staying at my best friend's house in Pittsburgh, their old house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, I've, 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 you know, I've tried to, you know, logically dissect what happened and I can't. So they live in this old house, whatever me and my friend were in the guest room and my friend and his wife were in the room across the hall their room like their door literally there's no way of opening it secretively you know Mm. what i mean or quietly like there's just Mm. no way it's just like my steps are super old there's no way anybody could sneak up those steps um so there's that he had my friend who lived in the house had told me that um you know weird stuff happens this is way before we even visited so i don't think it was like a setup on their part yeah and so we're laying in bed, me and my friend, two just two dudes sharing a bed, totally cool, small bed. Fun. It was weird <laughs> because, you know, very small. I'm a large guy. I broke the bed. It's fine. Um, didn't tell my friend, blamed it on my other friend. <laughs> That's what you do, though. Yeah. <laughs> I broke the bed. I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to prop it up. And then when my friend goes to sit down on it and breaks it, I'm like, what'd you do? You're like, whoa. <laughs> but anyways so we're laying there and sure enough we hear running up and down the hallway what the hell and i'm like 
what? Like, no way. And I'm like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be my friend. And I'm like, they can't, it kept happening. I'm like, this is so scary. Then it was footsteps on the, like the roof of the house. Not like animal, not like, like in my head, I'm like, maybe it's a raccoon. These were like clear as day, like if there was someone working on the roof. Mm. And I'm like, nope, can't, can't hang. Like it was scary. It wasn't house noises. It was like footsteps straight up. Like, you know, I mean, I know the difference. I'm not like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the, that was the scariest like paranormal like thing I've ever had. And then I've seen, I've seen things, but again, that, you know, whether or not it's my mind playing tricks on me or not, but that was, that was something that's like inexplainable. That, no, that's, that's. They sold that. They, the, the reason I also believe it is because it, my friend Ray told me not to talk about it in front of his wife because she got, she believed it, but she didn't want to believe that that was the house. They sold yeah. that house. They're on their, they're, they moved away. They're on a second house now. Okay. I like uh, to think it's because of that, because I would not like, and the, yeah, house, I do. the house itself wasn't scary looking or anything. It wasn't that old. It was like, I think a, maybe 60s, mm. but it was just where maybe where it was built. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, that stuff I definitely believe in though. That stuff gets I, me, man. Yeah. Ooh, when I moved into this, we live in a 1920s townhouse. And when we moved in, I paid nine dollars. Uh I'm plug this website, guideinhouse.com. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they basically <laughs> for nine bucks, they they do the background check that you could do yourself, but it would take you more time. Yeah, just yeah. To see the history of your place. And luckily no one died here. So Oh, that's good. That is that is really good. So I'm just haunted by all these yeah. creepy things in my house. <laughs> like I said, I care about you, and I just want you to like be okay. I want everyone to be okay. I don't want you messing with no no ghost no, shit, no demons. No, no, I don't. I don't oh, actively yeah. go seeking that other than uh, cemeteries. But I just do that because they're nice looking. That's freaky though. Like some like footsteps yeah. and like oh no no so no up like someone walking up and down the halls from like from where our bedroom was <sighs> right outside the door to like the kitchen and back to boom like but incessantly pacing back and i'd die right there if that was i was so scared like, and i'm laying with my friend up. i was like are you like are you, are you hearing this and he's like this is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me we, uh! we, we, we open the door and go check no because i'm not stupid no yeah See, like, I, if, it, huh. if it was a burglar i'll punch them in the face Right. I can't punch a ghost in the face. You can't. It'll go right through their face. Like, like... But, then they have, and they, but then they can touch me. Honestly, the rules between the supernatural and the living are not fair because they no. can hurt me, but I can't hurt them. It's kind of bullshit, to be honest. But... Oh, it's straight up bullshit. I mean, what we got, like, vacuums, maybe, but, like, nothing yeah, other than that. Get out of here. <laughs> sage am i gonna sage the right you know? get a get a priest like you know it's none of that stuff works like there's like <laughs> nice try it's like oh god <laughs> don't kill me Lord. i'm certainly not running away no no where am i gonna go no they can just go through shit and they could like reappear in like places that you know you'd like run five miles and just be like I'm not, even of, <laughs> I'm not even certain of the rules when it comes to doors like how do, why don't they just uh, the that's true they could do that they could maybe. They or maybe like it's demons i don't know yeah see that's the big thing that's where it gets that's scary, the big right? difference demons that's a whole other there's thing. a difference between ghosts and like like evil oh hell yeah stuff. yeah yeah for not real like that either yeah i'm now i'm sufficiently uh just i'm just not gonna sleep tonight like i fall asleep to like bad scary movies but like i don't even know if i'm gonna put that on i might put on a disney movie tonight you know something cheerful or whatever like that might watch some spongebob i don't know the lion king super big cheerful movie mm-hmm. yeah it's nothing, got nothing sad about that movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or the fox and the hound that's a oh movie. i Jesus. love that's one of my favorites that's one of my favorites Ooh. oh man dude dude you know you're, um, you're speaking my language there we go i like i like this guy just met him I like this guy it's all good. <laughs> remember when i was like I had, I had to decide whether he was cool or not i'm like he's cool you know hey, i'm good with it I'm good i with like it. getting the seal of approval yeah of course i, I gotta oh, i gotta make a cory seal of approval that's gotta be a thing i'm just like <laughs> it's like a like, sound like, <laughs> kicking like <laughs> 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 
<laughs> make, make a hat, Kirk. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, add it to on. the I'll add it to the soundboard, which yeah, right now is just full of unflattering sounds that Corey makes. So. Oh, pretty much, man. I, it's just a lot of my fearful sounds. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of my fearful sounds. That one clip I isolated from Tales that you. Oh Jesus! That <laughs> That's was, my favorite um... one. That was a night to remember. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I've, sent, I've sent that to a few people. Um, <laughs> why would you do that? I know why, but ah, you're, yeah, uh, yeah, you'll definitely, <laughs> you're going to get some stickers, Pogue, and you'll probably get that audio clip too to use as you see fit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody get that now? No, what not everybody. Hell? Oh my God. You were the Just worst. people who are Corey approved. <laughs> good yeah yeah. um all right well i guess now that you're approved we can i guess we have to get to the interview right i'm like i'm just having a good time like just talking about supernatural shit but you know yeah sorry sorry to derail you guys no no No, it's fine i love it all this This is this We may have to do two, we may have to do two interviews. We just do one where yeah. we talk about the paranormal with you for a while, yeah. and then we come back and talk about uh, how your you know modern day Renaissance man, barber, yeah. musician, uh, clothing but, entrepreneur. Because I feel like if we don't get to like to the interview, people might get upset or something like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. Okay, yeah. What do you do? Jesus Christ! <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Throw out the whole, the yeah. whole basis for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. just, like, this stuff again. Just, just share the, the outline screen with. The, like, like, no, no, we're playing. We're playing. Um, no, I love, I love hearing about where people start and all that stuff, and you know how they end up where they are now and stuff. So. Um, yeah, just like give us an idea of uh, where it all began. <laughs> um, what a like in general. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Let's, you know, let's, let's, start, with, let's start with like... one thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was you, born in California. And, took uh, your first steps and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, no. I know. Kirk. You lead the charge, man. Let's, you know, let's start yeah. with your musical endeavors, I think, would be the, I think up. is a good spot. Um, well, I was always, uh, I was, I got into music when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, through my dad, just driving around and like road trips and stuff with my dad. Um, and then, uh, how old was I when that movie came out? 10? And when I was 10, the movie That Thing You Do came out. I don't know if mm-hmm. you're familiar. I have not seen that. Very That's good how- movie. Yeah. Um, it's always floating around HBO and stuff like that um, but it, that kind of made me want to like do music at the time mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what but uh, and then, <laughs> but you just wanted to do it yeah, and then my sister she was older she is older I should say um, she got me she kind of like passed down all the like punk rock records um, which that was kind of like what set me on the course for music because I'm like oh this is really cool and also I don't have to actually like have any talent to pursue this <laughs> yeah. um, so, that's a tip for the people at home right? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that I think that's kind of like the like as cheesy as it sounds I said that's kind of like the beauty in like punk rock is like you don't have to be good you just have to be real like yeah yeah, you know? and I think that's what drew me to it um and then from there I just started started bands as like a teenager um you know try and fail like just hang with my friends and then started doing as I got like a little bit older teen like started doing more serious bands that would record and stuff like that and then got more serious in my early 20s and did like touring and and all that and kind of just like never gave it up um when it comes to that you know i've mostly been in like hardcore and like punk bands but uh you know as i've gotten older i've kind of embraced just i love music so you know like i know like you know i have tattoos and all that and so like if people were to say oh he's like a hardcore kid or whatever but honestly i i I love music like all different kinds um and you know started messing around with my own stuff and that's definitely like way different than anything I've ever done because I'm not screaming anymore. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 
yeah, you know, just, I don't know. I like the thing with music is like, you can keep creating if you want to as, as old as you get and keep evolving, you know? Some of my favorite artists started out in like hardcore punk bands and then art got into much lighter stuff, but it's good, you know? Yeah, right? yeah. And there's like huge bands like that. You know, there's huge. You look at the Foo Fighters, for instance. Okay, mm-hmm. like half of those dudes were in huge punk bands. I mean, obviously, you have like Dave Grohl, who's in Nirvana, but like two of those dudes were in No Use for a Name. Pat Smear, oh, was, shit. Yeah, Pat, Pat Smear was in the Germs, which is like the like one of the punk bands. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and they now that's why I, I you know I don't like all their songs, but I always have respect for the Foo Fighters bands like that because it's like. They're just like old punk rock dudes that are playing music that they like. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely one of the cool things about Dave Grohl because he, like, he just turns up in random places. Like For the longest time, I don't know, I was always kind of, I never was super into Queens of the Stone Age for the longest time. And then I started yeah. to listen to them more. I'm like, I love this sound. And then I was looking up some some like videos or whatever them recording. Like, holy shit, Dave Grohl plays drums for Queens of the Stone Age sometimes and he's just a lunatic. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, and that that's how you know that's how you know like they still love music. You know, they're not mm-hmm. just yeah, rock yeah. star like assholes. It's like, oh, you know, well, uh, the there's it, it's cool. That's that's what I like about music in general. But coming from like my background, you know, it's like you uh, you still like hold it, even no matter how successful you are and like or like flea um from red hot chili peppers mm-hmm. he was in fear which is a huge punk band you know in the 80s um and that's where he came from and now he's you know they did the super bowl or whatever else so it's like it's wild like it's cool yeah. you know you can grow up but still you never you never like aren't punk you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're like you you get older but yeah you know you're still yeah. you still retain that like yeah. uh there's like uh there's a band called seven seconds that wrote a song called young till i die and i kind of like keep that like no matter how old i get like that's the one thing about at least hardcore punk is like that no matter how old you get if you buy houses get married have kids and stuff like you keep that bit of youthfulness because of the spirit of the music you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i think that makes like for the best um it makes for the best art like <laughs> you know it's just like if you're still uh you're still doing it and all that stuff and like uh kirk and i had, you know talked about we talk about all the time it's just like you know uh like the podcast and all that it's like you still having fun yeah you still having fun yeah it's like you know it's, it's the fact that you're you're still having fun with it it's like you know you're gonna have your you're, you may you know trip and stumble every once in a while but if you're still you know it really enjoying it uh to its fullest uh, yeah. then, you know, just keep doing it. Like, that's yeah. that's what it's about, you know? You don't want to, yeah. like, you know, you're like, God, I wrote this song and I fucking hate it, but I guess I'll perform for you guys. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you never right. want to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and with, like, with anything, too, like, if you love something and you start getting burnt out, like, it happens to me even now, you know, you get burnt out and you take a step away and kind of, you know, try to recharge and usually you come back to it if you really love it that's how yeah, you know if you, yeah. I feel like that's how you know if you really love something if you yeah. take a step back and then if you never have a desire to go back then it wasn't meant to be but most of the time you know take a step back recharge and you're like okay i'm refreshed like my passion is like back for this thing so yeah yeah, yeah. very true very true yeah. and i think that's a. Uh, I know i've said it on here before but there's one of the my favorite quotes is fucking Bobcat Goldthwait talking about his career. And he's like, keep quitting things until you find something you can't quit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's like, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I need you to retake that, but do it in his voice. I can't do uh, the Bobcat voice, unfortunately. Can you, can you butcher it for us? Sir, Syracuse. Please. Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Like it, like it, like it. Syracuse native Bobcat Goldthwait. Wild. Yes. Was he real? Him, yeah, him, oh. Alec Baldwin, and Tom Kenny are all from fucking Good Lord. Syracuse. Oh my god. And I guess that means like Billy and Steven and all those other yeah. all the other like weird Baldwin clones that just weren't quite right. 
That's why Alec Baldwin has always like hyped up Syracuse. Yeah. 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 Huh. Learn a new thing every day. That's right. Random, <laughs> random dumbass knowledge. Um, Indeed. But another dumb bobcat fact like he's a huge fucking punk fan and like grunge yeah. fan he used to open for nirvana what? Like they, took, they took him on tour and he'd go out there and do the bobcat voice and set shit on fire and <laughs> the idea of a comedian opening for a band is still really weird to me and i hear talk about it and they're like it's the weirdest gig that you can get yeah but, <laughs> like i kind of love it <laughs> it's odd but it's like yeah, I mean, you get the people to like laugh a little bit and all that stuff, and then it's just like, all right, cool. Now we're gonna play some music. It's like, oh, yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there are only like certain comedians who can do that, but you know, you find your niche, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, how did you go? Like, you know, you've been in bands in the the punk and the hardcore scene. How did you make the transition, or what like drew you towards barbering? Yeah. Um. So. I'm gonna say, let's see. It was like in my early 20s, like kind of like in between my early and mid, because um, it was it was more than 10 years ago, but it wasn't more than 15. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I I just you know got into um, there's like certain things and like like punk culture, you know that you gravitate like a there's this brand called fred perry which mm-hmm. unfortunately uh the fucking proud boy assholes have adopted the oh are you serious uh, those yellow polos that the, the yellow tip polos those oh are fred perry. no they only wear the yellow but and fred perry strip said like you guys are scumbags we don't support this fred perry mm-hmm. was like a working class dude yeah, yeah. but uh but those polos were definitely part of like like uh like so when i say skinhead too skinhead culture got adopted by a bunch of neo-nazis in the 80s but prior to that it was definitely like based around like the the like black culture with like reggae and like dancehall music that um mm. came to england um and it kind of formed from there but that was like a style of theirs and it just kind of like blended in with like punk after a little bit of time so i got into like fred perry and, and like dressing a little nicer you know um, yeah. and my buddy my buddy adam um we started going to new york city like regularly like maybe once a month maybe Mm. once or uh and i was getting like i started just doing a slick back um Mm -hmm. haircut um here because there was this dude that i looked up to in like the scene the hardcore scene oh he's like a big dude and he has a slick back and that's cool (laughs) <laughs> I, want I, don't, I don't want to look like my idiot counterparts that are wearing that have like spiky hair and faux hawks and look like idiots mm-hmm. i want to look you know classic yeah yeah <laughs> but with that i would just get my hair cut here um but like i was just still going to like you know super cuts or whatever like i didn't really know and then this place opened in new york city called the blind barber which they have a few locations now they have two in new york city one in la one in chicago um and filled out or whatever but uh it was a cool like classic cool guy barbershop this was like before the boom of classic like barbershops came oh, about. yeah mm. uh, and we went to new york city and we, we got a haircut by this dude named nick who was like cool guy he was older than me and he had been in like a hardcore band <clears throat> in the early 2000s um called the strider which was a awful name but whatever um <laughs> shadow nikki i don't i don't i haven't talked to him years but <laughs> <laughs> i like how you did it anyway <laughs> yeah, a strider um but uh and he was like and i'm like oh this is like cool like and i kind of fell in love with like the culture of it first mm-hmm. um yeah. because the culture at least at the time was very cool like you know it was like you oh, know this is this is important i mean barbershops for a long time were very important to you know um to society or whatever man whatever you want to whatever you want to call it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and uh so i fell in love with the culture and just got my haircut where like nice classic haircuts at new york city or whenever i'd travel to a different city i'd go to a barbershop and then i was working i think i was yeah so i was 25 because i've been cutting hair now 10 years so 25 i was working at the mall part-time just floundering because like when you're a band kid 
<laughs> touring and stuff, you are a loser. <laughs> uh, so, Damn, you dropped that real hard too. <laughs> and, and I was you know, working part time at a Journeys. Shout out Journeys, trash company. Don't ever buy. <laughs> I used to get stuff from there. We're gonna get sued. Wait, you guys, wait, you guys get sued? No, that's fine. No, no, we, the we're untouchable, man. Yeah, the only one that we're worried about is the Disney Death Squad. That's, that's yeah, the that's only... about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only um, thing I fear. I was working at Journeys and I like part-time and I hated it. I'm not a good salesman. Mm-hmm. Like in that regard, I, people would come in and be like, Hey, do you have this van and this size? I'd be like, uh, I don't think so, but zooming's probably does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, Oh, you can't be that bad. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> I just, it was whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to do like, I don't want to work at the mall anymore. Right. what can I do started weighing out my options and I'm like well I already love like what at, at the time what I thought was like the most important part about barbering was like respecting the culture and like respecting the trade of it because it's got a history you know very mm-hmm. long history not just in America just in society like you know um and I'm like oh, maybe I'll give it a sh- I'll go to school and give it a shot the thing is is like you know I didn't my family didn't have money or anything and like school was expensive and i didn't have credit cards or anything i had like i said i wasn't a real adult but i made it work and went to school and um at first i was like i can't do this like this is hard like way harder than i thought obviously like everything is and uh i stuck with it and ended up you know finding a job um at right after school like i mean when you get out of school that's when you really start to learn when it comes yeah, to kind of yes. and uh, yeah. you know i jumped around learned from different spots learned what i could you know like i worked in a salon when i first got out and i learned some stuff there and then i you know worked at a barbershop and i have a barbershop blah, blah, blah. eventually you know started to click and um and then i realized i don't want to work for anybody anymore i think that was just something i always felt I've always had like a disposition to like not like authority figures in any facet. So I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to have a boss. So I started doing my own thing. Luckily I was able to create my clientele based off of reputation initially, um, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Then, then as barbering got really popular, you know, and everyone that was, in the wide circle of people I know started becoming barbers, which is fine, but you know, my clientele changed and I had to pivot to who I was trying to uh, attract and become my clients, you know, like, yeah, yeah. As, as if, you know, if all the tattooed guys are getting the haircut by me and then one of their best friends becomes a barber, they're, they're probably going to go to them. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But now I'm, now I'm at a, you know, Thankfully, COVID was rough, but I, I have a pretty set clientele and that pays my bills and are cool and I'm comfortable around. I only do appointments only. So, cause I, that's, you know, one of the, I guess, best things about being your own boss is you make those decisions and I never want to cut an asshole again. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of assholes out there, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, title, yeah. like, especially, you know, and barbers that do do that, that's cool, you know? do whatever you want but me i want to enjoy working as much as i can even though it's still work you know right right, i do say like oh if you love what you do you never work but that's (laughs) (laughs) because like i still have to wake up and 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 do something like like if people people are like oh if you won the lottery you wouldn't work anymore i'm like no Absolutely not. No way. I would travel and enjoy my life. Okay. Uh, but in terms of what I could be doing, this is you know up there with you know one of the better things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, got, yeah. if I got paid to eat. That'd be sick. That'd be very dope. Yeah. Sleeping. If I got paid to sleep. Oh. Or I mean, ultimately, dude. And I, I know Twitch is like a thing. If I got paid, if I got paid to play video games. I mean. Uh, good. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, make the time know. though. If, if you can make the time, I, do it, but yeah. Twitch is just saturated, like just oh yeah. People. I do think that maybe 
I'm entertaining enough that people would want to watch. For sure. I'd say so. Thus far, you know, Corey approves, so I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd watch. I'll I'll put that in my Twitch bio. (laughs) They're like, who the hell is Corey? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't worry about it. Just know that it's it's a serious thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It is. It is. It is. Got my little... <laughs> they absolutely stamp. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry. No, you gotta say that every good. time. You know? No, you don't. But that's okay. That's <laughs> but no, that's like yeah, one no, of the yeah. things that I definitely uh, admire about you is that that attitude, like, or that you've created the situation for yourself where you don't have to deal with assholes. Yes. Like you know, yeah. you know what you want and you make the moves to make it happen which is like i said one of the things that i've always like admired about you when we talk or when i come in to get my hair cut and stuff like you indirectly are part of like the model for this like we don't want to talk to assholes we don't want to yeah, deal yeah. with yeah. assholes yeah. so like we find cool people that we enjoy talking to and that's that's who we talk to the other thing too uh have to give you credit because like my mm. whole I guess beard and hair aesthetic came from you. I was like getting fucking <laughs> shitty mall haircuts and like doing gar- <laughs> like, you know, I was cutting, you know, just buzzing my hair because I fucking hated it. And yep. then a friend was like, you got to let Poe cut your hair. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I saw like how cool my hair could look. And I'm like, holy shit. This, this, <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm not cutting. Well, I made them say cut my hair once during quarantine. Yeah, you did. <laughs> But all right, I had my I had uh, Chris to cut my hair during quarantine as well. So I'm sure Chris. I'm sure she did a better job than I did on my own hair. But oh yeah, I had to come into the bathroom. (laughs) 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 You just just saw the hair. You saw the hair on the floor and the tears on my face. Yeah, and I looked. I was like. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I got, I'm like, all right, let me get behind her. Oh, that shit is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you did, but <laughs> glue it back on, Corey. Glue it on for me. Yeah. Like, nah, man, you guys get rid of this, uh, dude. <laughs> I wore these. <laughs> yeah, thank God I uh, had to wear a hat at work, especially through that regrowth phase, because it was bad. Oh yeah, we've all had it though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it happens. It happens. But I've, uh, yeah, I've learned that like I pride myself when my hair looks nice, but also like especially I think it's just from doing it for so long, it's just hair. Right. It is. Yeah. Right. It'll grow back. Like, it's it, some people they have it as their identity, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like it'll grow back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Unless, unless it doesn't, and then which yeah, until it doesn't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know like uh, until then you know i'd always gone to like fuck what is it barber mm. six in the mall in grease ridge mall because that's uh, where my dad okay. used to take my brother and i when we were kids we used to go to henrietta mall get yeah. haircut. we were like and, kids too yeah. yeah so <laughs> but yeah like I, I definitely i gotta give you the, cre- the credit for that because i'm like damn i look good and it's because of poke and that's like <laughs> that that specific reason is the like one of the main reasons i do it in terms of other than just you know it being like my you know source of income it's like when i do get some new guys that come in that are trying to like it's their first time um getting like a haircut from an actual barber or whatever and uh and i always say too like i'm not the best barber but i you know I do as good as a, of a job that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like it's like you can come get a, a pretty good haircut, but also, you know, talk and hang out and, you know, like yeah. Get a, get a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, is, is that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. it's like getting to live vicariously through the clients in that regard. Like, cause I, I know the feeling is still like, if I get a good haircut, I feel really something about it. Like, I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. something you feel good about. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. with any grooming too, like your beard, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. your beard like done, and you're like, okay, I like feel like a human being again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. it's like every hour, like once a week. That's uh, that's my yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So I used to get my hair cut uh, uh, when I first got down. Oh, so I so kind of piggybacking off of Kirk's story real quick. Um, 
yeah, so we got our hair cut uh, by our dad at first. And um, we go to, like, family parties and stuff like that. And uh, they would, you know, some of the older kids would be like, oh, where'd you get your hair cut? They're like, our dad did it. And they're like, you should wear a hat. <laughs> it's like, like, damn. It's just like, so from that point on, we got our hair cut at the ball. Is that uh, Henry at a ball. And we were doing that for a bit. And then um, eventually we got our uh, hair cut. Um, down uh, in, in the city and all that stuff. Um, down on Culver. It was a uh, Wade and Me, where I used to go quite a bit and all that stuff. Get that Wade fade. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Wade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, man, this is looking good. This is looking nice. Um, get like that high and tight or get that, that skin fade and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I got my hair cut down here, uh, down in Austin, Texas and all that stuff. And that was, um, yeah. it's a little hesitant at first, but my brother, was there before I was and he got he got a good cut so I was like all right yeah I can get a good cut here and yeah. then um I did not have the funds to <laughs> to pay for like a $40 haircut for a bit so I'm just like I'm just gonna, right. just gonna shave it down and then at least like grow out the beard and like at least I yeah. kind of style my old beard and all that stuff but um I kind of messed up recently yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, just like even we're wearing masks. Yeah, like there's some, um, you know, uh, hmm. there's something. What's, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but uh, you know, just getting rid of like it's like I don't know, it's like it, it's know, cleansing. It's cleansing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, it just feels like okay. I'm like I feel fresh. I'm ready to like take on the world, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mindset. So. That's what I would say too. You know, I'll ask you this too. I know that um, it is really dark in here now. Um, I know that <laughs> I have this thing. I don't know if anyone else has this thing that gets their hair cut or whatever like that and has it styled a certain way that they like it. But there is a certain head hair to facial hair ratio that needs to be achieved in order to feel like you're your best. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong, or am I right about that? No, I would agree. At least my, I mean, obviously it's a matter, I, obviously it's a matter of opinion, you know, I try yeah, to yeah. certain guys into understanding, like, listen, you know, like, like, I, I, I specifically talk to like the guys that I, that come to me that are like bigger guys, yeah. bigger guys always assume like, okay, I got to have a, as big as a burly beard as I need to just to cover my fat face. And that's not the case. Because one, especially like you can have a big burly beard, like Kurt, your beard, it's big, but it's well kept. Yes. Shaped. Like and actually, yeah. But if it was just out of control, it looks like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. It, it looked like shit last week. I just got a haircut last week. It was fat out of control. Guys, yeah, fat guys can keep you know a tighter beard and be fine. It's all about how it's shaped and stuff too. Like yeah. you That's you know, I, my beard is patchy, but if you shape it, it, it looks fine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's also about the confidence that you wear certain styles. Yeah. Like I got guys that come to me that want to like, you know, that are losing their hair in certain spots and stuff. And they're like, should I just shave it? I'm like, no, you're fine. Like just wear it with confidence because no one is going to, no one's going to say anything to you. If you're, if you're like, yeah, look at my nice haircut. Like they're not gonna be like, Oh man, you're, you're really balding. If you're self-conscious about it stuff, they'll, they'll, you know, people can sense onto those things. Right. Right. So, right you know just that's what i try to do when i give my dudes haircuts like you know wear your wear your hair with confidence and yeah no and stop and no one will care it's like and if they do, the honestly and too <laughs> like who who wants to hang out with somebody that's like oh dude you're balding like that's weird that's weird yeah. if someone like what how old are we like yeah 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 years i don't want to hang out with people that talk about any of that stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hell yeah! It is, isn't it? <laughs> like it's just really anything. Like, like I got friends that still make fun of me because I wear Crocs when I cut hair. Because oh, you're a Crocs it, man. It saves my knees and my feet and my ankles. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, I can't believe you're wearing Crocs. I'm like, I can't believe you're 30 plus years old and talking about my shoes. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. exactly straight up and it's like and you're cutting their hair too right while they're saying yeah. this to you yeah i'm just like, like mm. <laughs> I, got a, I got a straight razor in the back yeah 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 like, <laughs> uh, you, might, you might pay the man a little bit of respect you know i'm just saying but yeah. that's right. whoops sure. oh you wanted that mole sorry 
It'll, it'll grow. It'll, it'll, I was going to say, it'll grow back. Hopefully not. Oh, I guess. Hopefully like, not. It's like more of like a mustache or whatever like that. It's like, yeah, it'll grow back. You can, yeah. you can think about your consequences for a bit. No. <laughs> Seriously, though. It's now like you're going to think before you say something next time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, why would you be rude like that? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, like you want to talk some shit some more? <laughs> <laughs> people though oh my goodness that's that's right that's nuts that is nuts that's awesome though it sounds like you know you 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 know you had those humble beginnings you come to a point where you're just like all right i'm gonna dictate you know who whose hair i want to cut you know what kind yeah. of guys i want to have in my shop and all that stuff and mm-hmm. um even like having like the new guys in because it's like uh you know anybody that's been in the barbershop it's just like you know the new guys like you always want to do with like the original guy like he he, he gets yeah, you right he gets you out of there like timely fashion those new guys will take a lot longer time but it's just like oh yeah, yeah. you know they need this experience if they don't yeah. have you know anybody to work with it's like they're never gonna get better and it's just like you gotta you gotta take a chance on it i know i've done that a couple times so yeah um it's, like, um, it's part and parcel yeah absolutely i agree with that too you know like you gotta start somewhere i when i first started i wouldn't do skin fits I was too scared yeah i mean because i that's you know i was like i i'm too scared the the theory is the same every every haircut regardless of whose hair it is the theory is going to be the same you know the theory of a fade is the same it's all technique the technique changes depending on the person um but and i was too scared to do skin fades and then you know persistence happened you know i kept being persistent you know trying it out here and there and then one day it's like with anything it was like the weird like the light bulb turns on oh it's like boom (laughs) i get it now and now yep now it's like second nature like okay Mm -hmm. yeah Um, (laughs) i've tried at home i mean sometimes i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean mean, there's certain hair textures that are a pain in the ass you know yeah yeah And, and some and you know i tell my guys this like Sometimes there's haircuts that walk out the door that I'm not super happy with, but my happiness, barbers are weird. Barbers are by default perfectionists Mm. and there's no such thing as a perfect haircut. There shouldn't be because if it's a perfect haircut and you haven't learned, then you've learned everything, then you, then that's it. Like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I don't care about other barbers going up to my clients and be like, yo, where do you get your hair? Cause you should come to me instead of blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. I literally only care about the person in the chair and how they feel about their haircut. If they're yeah. like, oh, I like it. Cool. If, if, even if I'm like, you know, I jacked you up. They're like, no, 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 I like it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's cool with me. Like yeah. that's all that matters, you know? You know? And, I, and it like, I get guys that get skin fades and then I get guys that get, you know, like what I call my bread and butter because it's the easy haircut that just, you know, the easiest thing for me. It's like one, one length on the sides and a trim on the top. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And they like it and they feel good, you know, you know, and yeah. and and that's it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that should matter. And that's the problem, you know, with you know a lot of like barbers now. It's like barbers be, barbering has become like a weird, a weird thing. Like it's like Instagram famous barbers and stuff like that oh yeah yeah okay is it is it almost like i was thinking about this it's like the the cool tattoo shop the cool tattoo artist kind of started to fade and then it moved into the cool barber the cool barber shop 100 and i'm not trying to you know um disparage anyone but i feel like the tattooed barber is is the person that can't draw like they wish Mm. if they were if they were artistic they would be a tattooer but they're not artistic enough to be a tattooer. So like, oh, I'll, I'll cut hair. <laughs> like, Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, just, it's like, kind of weird though. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are there are artistic barbers though that do like crazy ass designs and stuff, but that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it's a whole different yeah. medium. That's, it it's like, that's weird to think about though. Cause it's not like, like say if I, if I go like to a, a barbershop or whatever like that just a random barbershop and there's a barber that's got a lot of tattoos and he's cutting my hair I'm like the thing I think in my head is like oh man I guess he just couldn't cut it as a as a tattoo artist this is like that's not the going through my head I'm like oh I hope you know this is going to turn out the way I'd like it to you know you know based on their portfolio or whatever like yeah. that and stuff I think like, it's, I think it's the difference between like know. being the like client 
mm-hmm. and being a, and being in the industry. It's like, yeah. you're not, you're not going to think of the things that I'm thinking about in terms of yeah. like, you know, why they're doing it. You're going to be mm-hmm. worried about your haircut, which is yeah. the most important thing for you. For me, it's like, I just like, look at these clowns. <laughs> Dude, that was I, like, after I started painting houses and stuff, I caught myself, I'd go into like a room and I would look at the cut line between the wall and the ceiling. And I'm like, mm, like okay. I'm not an expert at it by any means, but like, I, at least if I touch the ceiling, I'm going to go back with ceiling paint and fix it. Oh yeah. Oh Hell yeah. I do it all the time. When I see celebrities with like haircuts, like bad haircuts, I'm like, why? Why would you, who, you Why would have, do that? <laughs> I think t- tattooers have told me too. They do it too. I mean, I, I some as someone with tattoos, they do it as well. But like, it's like you have all the money in the world. Why are you getting a bad haircut or a bad tattoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah. The tattoo thing is insane. Oh, dude, yeah. Celebrities have the worst tattoos ever, and I don't know why. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> like, it's because like it's almost like well, I can. I'm already famous, so I can like get this, and people are gonna think like, oh. You know, is it just that no happening? People so don't say no to them. That's another thing, and with the, and with the uh, yeah, exactly. People won't say no because you're going to turn down being like having that on your portfolio. Like, oh yeah, I did Justin Bieber's tattoo. Oh, what did he want? Oh, it's a fucking finger painting drawing of like something stupid. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why did you get that? Whatever, though, it's not my business. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> are you frozen over there cory that's good. yeah you you were frozen i thought you were just horrified i thought he was hey everybody mr kirk here seems like some of those malevolent spirits that pogue was talking about got into Corey's electrical wires and killed the power at his house while we were recording this so we're gonna have to do a part two make sure to check us out at schemes come true network on instagram email us at schemes come true network at gmail.com get in touch with chris pogue at pogue that's p-o-g-u-e it's not dead pogues not dead on instagram and at cutthroat underscore culture to check out some of his clothing that he's doing we will be back at you soon thanks as always to our patrons if you're looking to support us you can find us at patreon.com slash schemes come true and speaking of that thank you as always to peter b sean j the lovely seymour butts barden creative and cam g for helping us keep the lights on we'll see you soon people